big God bless you to everybody who is, who is in this room. There are moments that um, we, it's not just a feeling, but the presence of God just steps into this atmosphere. Um, I'm glad that, you know, in, 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 the, in, 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 the, uh, in, in my life, this is, this is a moment that I, I get to cherish that um, in the life of our church, the presence of God is over here. And I've told you many times that even when there is nobody at church and when I walk into the space uh, just by myself to pray, I sense a powerful anointing of God in this room. And I have felt it many times, many times walking into the space. And I know for sure that this is the house of God and the presence of God is in this place. And what God is doing is amazing in the life of our church through the different ministries and different people, different services that we have, God has been moving powerfully in everything. What I'm asking our church to do is to make some bold decisions in your life. Make some bold decisions in your life that you leave the past behind and you look forward for what God wants to do in our life. Listen to me very carefully. To leave what the past is holding us and to move forward is and should be a bold decision that we make. And from the last two Sundays, we've been looking into the aspect of the, the sermon series that I've been teaching in our church was making some bold decisions. Week one, we looked into the life of Ruth. Week two, last week, we looked into the life of Lot and how he made some foolish decisions and all the story that goes with him. Week one and week two was tied together because... The life of Lot gave birth to the descendants of Ruth's ancestry. And we see the entire story, how it narrates there. With some foolish decisions, how one group went away from God, but the powerful hand of God orchestrated in the life of Ruth to bring her back. And she became the great-great-grandmother of Jesus himself in the same lineage. So you have to understand something. You, have my, you might have made some foolish decisions in your life. As human beings, we don't have the perfect answers all the time. Do you? I don't. We don't have the perfect answers. But we want to know one thing. For every question raised in your mind, even before the questions become audible words through your mouth, even before the words actually come out of your mouth, the questions that arise just in your thought, Jesus is the answer to that. Come on. Every question raised, Jesus is the answer. In him, we find every answer to our question. I don't know what your life situation may look like today, this morning, as we get, but I want to declare August 18, 2019 is a miracle Sunday in somebody's life. And years to go or months or weeks from today, I am going to hear testimonies from today's service that my God had an encounter. I had an encounter with my God. I walked into the service with a broken heart, with a contrite heart, but I walked out of the space with the Lord touching my life when I am finding healing in this room God is healing my heart if you're seated here sit with you seat yourself in this space with an attitude Lord I am here to receive from you that changes the equation completely Lord I am in your presence to receive from you I might have made foolish decisions 
you might have made foolish decisions but only God can change it only God can change in the life of Ruth and I was talking to Pastor Prince last can you come Pastor Prince can you come can you come here we were talking he's, he he's a good prayer partner that uh that, that, that is with us all the time. And when we approach, he's a man of prayer. I'm thankful for his. Can you just briefly tell me what you mentioned last week about Ruth and the story? Just in five minutes, if you can. Okay. Um, we were just, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, but yes, we were just discussing um, after Pastor Justin finished preaching. As he was preaching, the Holy Ghost started opening my eyes. That even in the mistake of Lot, um, God decided to intervene in his infinite mercies because out of them came the, the, the Moabites and the Amorites. And when I was studying that scripture, um, the Bible says Lot didn't know when his first daughter went in and slept with him. He didn't know when she entered and when she came out. And I said to pastor, I said, this was God that gave the account to Moses because nobody was there. God said, God told Moses to write in the Bible that Lot didn't know. I said, the mistake that Lot made was to go into Sodom. And what I said, I said, the Lord opened my understanding to see. I said, what was the problem of Sodom was prosperity. You see, the land was green. It was, they were flourishing. And as a result of that, they turned their back against God and the devil came and they start, they indulge into um, homosexualism, same-sex marriage. I say it's the same thing today that is happening in the United States of America. Because of prosperity, because of everything that God has blessed this land with, you see the foolish things that are creeping in this land. I say, but even in the midst of the mistake of Lot, and we went to Elimelech, Elimelech to took a, 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 a foolish decision by taking his family, but even in the mistake of it all, God intervened and brought out the Messiah out of Ruth. And today, if you are here, no matter the mistake you might have made as, as an individual or as a parent or as a family, God is still able in the midst of your mistake to bring about a miracle, to bring about a restoration in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare, come on church, we declare, thank you so much. Even in the midst of our mistakes, God will intervene and he will change it. Something that we have to understand, grace can flourish only in the midst of weakness. Grace is attracted to weakness. And that's why in my weakness, in my shortcomings, the grace of God stepped into humanity. And through the saving work of Jesus Christ, he bought me. He purchased me. Grace is attracted. I don't know where your life situation is today. You might have committed blunders in your life, but today surrender yourself. God, here I am. I might have taken my family into Moab. Father, but here I am. Even in the helpless situation, I will have a turnaround. Today is a day of a turnaround. This Sunday is a day of a miracle Sunday. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You know what? As we were singing that last song, Lord, you are my champion. It's a bold declaration. That I can't do it by myself. If you are my referee, if on you, if you are my captain, Lord, you lead me to a champion's place. Come on, church, I want to declare today, I don't know what your struggle may look like, but we serve a God who leads us into victorious battles. He is the victory king. He is the Lord. Hallelujah. My decisions, my decisions. 
my, I'm going to wind up our series today, My Decisions. And today I want to look into the aspect of the book of Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. Daniel, the book of Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. And uh, I, I ended last week saying, don't make permanent decisions based on temporary feelings or situations. And Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 is another beautiful scripture here that talks to us about, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself. In other translations, it will help us to understand, but Daniel decided a bold decision not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief officials permission not to defile himself this way. We read the entire story above it, below it. We know the story, how it goes. But here is what I want to suggest our church for the next 10 minutes as I take your attention towards the book of Daniel, that we need to make some bold declarations in our personal life. Some valuable principles that we hold on to. Some some, 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 some convictions that come into our life that as Daniel would say, no matter what the king would offer me, the king could give me the best of the best, but I know another king that I serve and I know what I receive from a king that rules over every other king, that has the kingdom above every other kingdom and his throne is established for ages and ages and I declare it over my life that I will not defile myself. What is the meaning of defiling? That you lose your purity in the sight of God. As a church, as a righteous church, a person who is born again, baptized, water baptized, who has accepted Jesus Christ of your personal Savior, what has happened? We leave every sin of our body, every sin of our life into the grave. We bury it down and we come outside. Amen. Hallelujah. Last week I was talking to Anisha and I tell, you know, when I'm next time when I'm going to baptize people, I'm going to keep, make sure that they, I'll keep them under the water for the next two, three minutes. <laughs> and sometimes, I'm sorry, I'm kidding. Please, I will not do that. <laughs> or I'll make sure that I'll take some water and actually clean that entire mouth because you close your mouth and you baptize. <laughs> I'm kidding. But it's reality, right? It's true. When, when we baptize people, when we say, I am getting rid of all my sin and I'm under the water, it simply means you are a dead man. And you don't walk out like a zombie, but you come out of a new person, a new being. Everything made new to the work of Jesus Christ. I come out clean. And so every single one right now seated in front of me, I don't know what your past was like, but today when you are here and you have accepted Christ as your personal Savior, of course we have made foolish decisions. Of course we have wandered away, but we can come back to God. God, I have gone away to Moab, but I am coming back to the saving grace. I am coming back to the house of bread. I am coming back to Bethlehem where I receive what I need. I am coming back. I make a bold decision. Can I tell you, God honors the decisions you make. Some bold decisions that are kingdom values that you hold on to. That identifies you even when you are being put in the midst of heathens. You are identified as a child of God. 
you can put Daniel wherever you want to. But Daniel knows one thing. I am the selector, the anointed of God Almighty. You can put me wherever you want to. But one thing that I know and I'm declaring over this house. There's some young Daniels will arise here who would identify yourself. That you're an anointed vessel of God. You're an anointed prophet of God. And you have been anointed for a generation like this. I will not defile myself. When you read the story, it's so beautiful. If it was me, boy, I mean, they had all kinds of meat. Every beautiful thing was available in Babylon. And they provided, ben, they provided Daniel with the best of the best. And they wanted Daniel to look like healthy. They wanted Daniel to look like well built up, good guns. and Yeah, that's what I was talking about. They wanted Daniel to look very built and good looking in the standards of Babylon. But you know what they said? Don't give us any good food for the next couple of days. You provide all the goods for the other people here. But we will be more healthier than them. Which means zero cholesterol, no sugar problem. We won't take any medicines. You don't give us any good. We will eat only what is required. We don't need anything extra. But Bible lets us know that when the examination happened, the boys and the Daniel looked better than anybody else. Oh, come on. It's not just in the food that you eat, but it is based on the decisions you make in your life. Because no matter, you might just eat one piece of broccoli and still be healthy. Then another guy who eats a big plate of tandoori chicken. Oh, I am, I am hungry already. you with me and that is how Daniel resolved himself not to defile from the evil practices around I'm, I'm declaring some of you all are going back to Lubbock and your colleges and different places nobody's around you somebody is going back to your heart nobody's going to be with you but don't defile yourself you are a righteous child of God and not just the children but also the parents the elderly people too might be going back to places and there are moments that you are hidden. Your husband or your wife may not see you. People may not be around you. Character is built when you're all by yourself and nobody's around you. And that's the moment that the enemy comes to tempt you. And we see in the story when Jesus was baptized and the enemy, uh, 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 you know, came to tempt him. Where? In the wilderness where Jesus by all himself. Come on, Jesus could have easily made the stones into bread but he did not he could have easily fallen into the trap of the enemy and he could say you know what nobody is seeing me nobody I want to finish I want to quench my thirst I want to I want to I'm going to fill my hunger I want to just do it what the enemy is suggesting me but he did not fall into the trap can I tell you when you're all by yourself there will be the deceiver coming to you there will be temptation that arises but hold your ground strong and let the enemy know man shall not live bread bread alone but with every word of the living God man shall not live with bread alone but with every living word of God Almighty hallelujah make some bold decisions family members make some bold decisions for your family amachis aunties I love you I respect you make some bold decisions for your family parents of our church leaders elders of our church make some bold decisions
Make some bold. I was touched and I shared this during our prayer meeting that's happening 9 to 9.30 at our church. That I was reading an article from, I think, I think the place was uh, Burma, Myanmar. And I was reading this article, beautiful article, in a very remote village where there's no good facility for everybody to gather around a handful of opportunities and Amuchi started praying. They started praying with an intention. They started praying, Lord, we are praying for this generation. When they said, you know, they said in their prayer, Lord, we are above to die. They might be older people. And they said, but we are praying for a young generation. We are praying. And, and in, the, in, in what I understood in that article, they started doing, you know, prophetic Prophetic prayers over universities around, around their cities. They gathered in the village. They started praying for the universities around. Miracle working God started working wonders. Every single Sunday, they started having university kids looking for this church in the village where the Apachans and Amachis were praying and the kids started throwing around. Why? Why did it happen? Because a group of Apachans and Amachis decided that we will not keep quiet. We are going to pray. We cannot do much, but we are going to be on our knees. We are not going to throw them away, but we are going to be on our knees and pray for the next generation. And guess what? A new generation started awakening in that group. They started throwing into the church sanctuary. Why? Because a generation awakened to pray and to intercede. Some bold decisions that you make, God honors it. God honors it. And I declare in this house, I don't know what you're about to make the decisions, but decide today. I will not give myself away for addictions. I will not give myself away for the worldly traps. I will not give myself away from the sins of the world. I decide today that jealousy has no role in my heart. I decide today that envy has no role in my life. I decide today that I will do everything better for my spiritual life. I decide, make some decisions in your life today. And I'm sure you cannot do it by yourself. And that's where the beauty of Holy Spirit works in wonders in our life. Why? Because Holy Spirit was given as a companion, as a helper in our life. When you make bold decisions, don't just, you know, one of the things that I will always tell my church is, when you make some decisions, you need to open your mouth and declare it. Your surrounding must hear the words of confession that you make. The atmosphere, as Bijon called in the morning, in the Malayalam service, as he was, atmosphere is very important for miracles to happen. Atmosphere, the atmosphere that you set up for miracles to happen. And with your words, you are actually changing the atmosphere around you. With your words, you're changing the atmosphere. So no matter where you are in life's journey, when you make some bold confessions in your life, don't just keep it if you, if you don't want anybody else to hear it, go to the quiet room. Go to a place where nobody's around you and you have your privacy. But make some bold declarations. Let the enemy hear what you are saying. Let every senses, every sensory organs in your body understand that you are making some bold declarations. Open your mouth and declare it. Declare it. Sometimes you know, when people come and I hate to see this, that we close our mouth and we praise God. No, open your mouth and release the anointing around you. Declare it around you. Let your atmosphere shift with the words 
that come out of your mouth. Am I preaching to someone here? Let the words that come out of your mouth declare some wonders of God in the surrounding that God may put you. Can I tell you, you are the salt of the world. You are the light of the world and the fire that is shut up and burning within yourself. Nobody can quench it. Nobody can douse it. Hallelujah. And Daniel decided. Daniel decided. And Daniel decided not to, not to defile himself. Daniel decided not to defile himself. Church, there's a spiritual moment here. There's a spiritual moment here. Understand, I won't defile myself. I won't defile myself. I'll keep myself pure for the return of my king. I'll, I'll keep myself pure. I'll keep myself pure. I'll keep my heart pure. I'll keep my words pure. I'll keep my mouth pure. I'll keep my life pure. I'll keep my spirit pure. I make a decision in this house that I will not defile myself. I make a decision in this room today that I don't, I won't, I won't, I won't defile myself. Listen to this. Decisions determine your destiny. The kind of decisions you make determines your destiny. And the decisions you make impacts, there's a monumental impact over the generations to come. So parents here, single guys here, single girls out there, make some decisions. Looking into your own life that I won't defile myself. So that the generations that come out of me, that a new breed of generation that comes out of me in the lineage of God. And I pray by the blood of the Lamb, with the decisions you make, God honors it. God honors it. Because your decisions determine your destiny. Our destiny as a New Testament church is to be with the Jesus, with our Jesus. On the return of God, when I hear the trumpets call, I will be transformed to be in the heavenly realms with Jesus Christ. That is the blessed hope that I, I have. My destiny is not to just mingle with people around and to be destroyed in the affairs of the world. But my destiny is to be with my maker. My destiny is to be with my Redeemer. My destiny is determined with the decisions I make. And I make some bold confessions in this house. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Let's, let's, let's quickly, can I have the worship team behind me as I close up here? Let's quickly look into 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24. This is how it goes. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Listen to this. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasure of sin for a while. The pleasure of sin 
is just enjoyed for a while as long as you are living here. But the blessing of eternity, eternity itself means that it has no beginning, it has no end. The moment you decide to walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, you make a bold decision that I walk in the path of God Almighty and he sets the path right for the righteous. I am a righteous in the sight of God. And Moses would say, I refuse to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I refuse to be known of any other normal human being. I refuse to be known of that I refuse what are some of the refusals you're going to make today what are some of the refusals you're going to make today hallelujah hallelujah what are some of the refusals you're going to make today I refuse to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter I have nothing to do with Egypt I am not identifying myself. I am not identifying myself to be in the lineage of anything to be done with the clan of Pharaoh. No, I don't want to be done with that. But I see and count myself. Listen to this. The spiritual meaning then. Was Moses born in the lineage of Pharaoh? No. Was Moses born through the daughter of Pharaoh no he was adopted into the family of Pharaoh what's the word he was adopted understand he was adopted into you and me can either be adopted in the family of Pharaoh but here's the good news we are adopted in the family of Jesus as a New Testament church We've been adopted by God. We were not worthy of this. But with the decisions you have made over your life, with the bold confessions you have declared over your life, God has adopted us into the eternity and has placed this perspective in our heart. Can we all rise up in God's house? Make some bold decisions today. We wind up our session with making decisions today but when we do that make some decisions in your life in your heart in your personal walk and say God I refuse to be known as a son of Pharaoh's daughter I refuse to defile myself I refuse to do that I won't but I make a decision I will preserve my purity for the coming of Jesus Christ my life is going to be pure and I'm going to grow spiritually I will do everything better to grow spiritually this and before this year ends Make some decisions today. Jesus has given me when I lift my voice and shout, every wall comes crashing down. I have the authority. Jesus has given me. says the power of the tongue has the power of life and death.
So just start declaring promises on your life. Because every wall will come crashing down. I have the authority. So when I open up, when I open up my mouth, miracles stop breaking out. I have the authority. Jesus has given me. When I lift my voice and shout, every every single um, student of ours who is, is going back to school, college. We pray over their life. We pray, God, that as they go to these places, as they begin the new year, I pray, God, that your hand, your gracious hand will lead them, will bless them, will prosper them. And I pray, God, that your hand will always be seen in their life. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you've done. And in Jesus' matchless name we pray. Everybody shout an amen together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.